Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Ellich, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com, where we turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. See, we believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world, even you. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll share info on how you could be our next guest. Three times a week, five to 15 minutes each, learn from successful business owners and professionals. It's time to get inspired. Let's go. All right, Etienne Fontan, you are the principal uh, with Berkeley Patients Group and the principal with New Leaf. Uh, and you're in the cannabis industry, but unlike a lot of people, you've been in the cannabis industry for a long time. And matter of fact, I think that a lot of us actually owe you a lot of gratitude for the industry as it is today because of the work you've been doing for literally decades. So uh, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for, for joining me uh, on Thoughtful Entrepreneur. And uh, I, I really think you're so perfect for the show because you absolutely are a very, very thoughtful entrepreneur um, in your mission. So would, would you mind giving us just a quick, just a real quick history lesson of how you got to this point? Well, thank you, humbled and honored, and I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Uh, I've been doing, uh, I've been actively involved in this uh, uh, movement for thirty years now. I've been uh, every day involved for nearly twenty five years, um, mm-hmm. going back as just an activist. Uh, I started off with uh, Jack Herrera coming to my university, West Virginia University, in nineteen eighty nine. And then um, I was a reintroduction. I am a combat veteran. I was in the West Virginia National Guard and I sustained injuries during the Gulf War. And then I became a patient and then it reshifted my complete focus because I stated I didn't want to make criminals out of my friends anymore. So I realized that we had to get actively involved with my democracy and change things. Otherwise, I was going to be left with status quo. So fortunately, I've been around a lot of the original pioneers and catalysts uh, that have affected the uh, change uh, from, you know, Dennis Perone to Jack Herrera to uh, Debbie Goldsberry and various other pioneers who were the giants who stood before us that allowed my uh, ability to stand on their shoulders. And then I just very much was born with some very broad shoulders that allowed everybody else to stand on mine. So uh, it's been a long drawn process and it's just a consistent lines in the sand. We're still not where we are yet, but we're on our way, but uh, we didn't lose all of our uh, laws in one fail swoop and we're not going to gain them back in one fail swoop either. So part of the eternal vigilance and doing it every single day is getting up tomorrow and doing it again. Well, you and I were each enlisted during the same time. I, I entered the, uh, the Navy in uh, 1990, and uh, so we were both in during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And, uh, and then if I go through your LinkedIn, uh, from there, uh, because of your experience, uh, you joined Cannabis Action Network, Ecolution Hemp Company, uh, Oakland Patients Group, um, and a lot of... Um, it continues on a lot of advocacy work, uh, which then led to um, your position now with Berkeley Patients Group. And can you kind of explain what exactly Berkeley Patients Group does and specifically what you do with the group? 
Berkeley Patients Group is a, a patient advocacy. We originally started as wanting to provide medical cannabis today for patients to not have to wait for government oversight or relief. Uh, we saw and found from our own use the efficacious uh, use of cannabis was available to us, so therefore we felt it our duty to uh, help others get it and have access to it. Uh, Berkeley Patients Group was founded with the anticipation that we we're going to be arrested. So that's why we even have the name patients in the name, because you have to understand federally back then there was no medical defense. And so there was no way we could even mention medical use. So by having the name patients in the name, we were subverting the dominant paradigm by anticipating that those uh, those of our peers, so those 12 sitting, uh, holding us in judgment, were actually going to hear, uh, start to question what they were actually doing because the government actively blocked yeah. any type of active defense medically. So this was our only aspect and way. So we, through dogged persistence, just continued to help the most underserved in our community. And over time, um, everybody else caught up from science to doctors to uh, people thinking that we're just a bunch of lazy stoners just wanting to sit around and get high. And over time, they found out that, oh, my God, this is an actual medicine. They were, these crazy people were actually right all along. So right. we weren't doing it for to prove anybody wrong as much as we were just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. My my daughter, in fact, was just telling me about a Reader's, Reader's Digest article that she just read about um, some of, you know, we're learning new stuff every day in medical marijuana. Yep. Um, and uh, it, it's really transforming a lot uh, just simply because of the access. Um, but I know that you've done a lot of work as of late in terms of supporting veterans uh, and active military, right? Uh, in terms yes. of kind of changing some of the laws and, and, um, and the rules that, um, you know, if, if you're associated with the military, that there's a different set of rules that you've got. And, um, and yes. there's, uh, the UCMJ is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Uh, yes. to, uh, the rules that regulate us in the military. And needless to say, they're much harsher than how you are regulated as individual citizens. Um, so um, we are under other strict laws. So when I became a medical patient, and when I told the VA that I was using medical marijuana, they immediately cut me off of my benefits and my rights and said, well, now I'm a known drug user because I'm using an illegal substance that's against their rules. I was physically removed from four different VA facilities and humiliated every, every single time. Uh-huh. And so I was frustrated by that and realizing that I couldn't change the law for, uh, I couldn't change it for myself. So I've been actively involved with the Veteran Cannabis Coalition and various other organizations. I belong to the VFW, the American Legion. Uh, and we're working actively. We've over time have got those uh, membership bases actively involved, and we're actively uh, working on Capitol Hill. Uh, we just had a couple of uh, VA uh, bills out of committee and go to committee yesterday that unfortunately were killed um, in committee. And so we will continue to um, go back to the drawing board, find more constituency, build it up, and we'll go back and we'll keep trying again. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs today that want to uh, grow within the cannabis industry? Uh, Jump in. 
there's more than enough uh, in here. There's enough slices of this pie for everyone, but there is, uh, unfortunately, um, the realities are it's very expensive uh, from regulations to having great lawyers to navigating the entire legal landscape that you have to do depending on what state you're in. Best advice I can give you is find a great counselor uh, and, a, and a series of them. <clears throat> Keep them on hand. And unfortunately, lawyers will always be your biggest need and expense. And uh, if you don't have one, uh, you're putting yourself at a disservice because almost every step along the way, you're going to need legal advice and counsel to help you navigate these waters, depending again, what state you're in. I'm in various states and uh, needless to say, it's significantly different. And I have different counsel in Nevada than I do in California because the laws are significantly different and you can't cross interstate lines. So they have to be completely contained within their little uh, micro encapsulation of democracy that your state has decided to work with. So uh, you need to educate yourself uh, you educate and stay in constant uh, vigilance regarding what those laws are because they're always changing and shaping. So you have to stay actively involved at a local level, at a state level. I'm also on the board of the National Cannabis Industries Association. And in two weeks from now, we're going to be in Washington, D.C., lobbying about 300 to 400 us, representing nearly 2,000 businesses across the United States uh, because wow. we have to change the laws at the national level to allow these individual laboratories to then open up to a, a national standpoint of which uh, would see a breadth of experience in opening up for lots of people who are listening and wondering how they could get involved. Well, get actively involved locally. Find organizations within your state that are actively working toward legislation. Even if you're, the laws have changed in your state, you can still go actively involved. Go down to your state capital. Find those uh, rules and regulations that are out there and changing. Find active uh, organizations and minds and plug in and get yourself there so that you're educated uh, and you can educate others and spread that information because we're still finding a lot of misinformation is out there. And if you're directly there and plugged in, you're not looking for it. And one of the realities is if you're not at the table, you're usually on the menu. So it's better. Than <laughs> <table>. <laughs> and so in terms of, uh, uh, so with um, uh, Berkeley Patients Group, um, who, who would take advantage of your services and what would those services be? Well, it's basically, um, it's open to any adult over the age of 21, but we're also, we serve and we deal with patients directly. So, um, uh, you get the same service as you do when you come in and you have asking questions as a patient has. It's a very personalized experience because uh, a lot of the patients had the luxury of seeing these products develop over 18 plus years, whereas yeah. the new recreational person has just come in and they've got a lot of questions. They've only seen or heard about these products, but have never actually had them. And then when you stand before you and you've got 40 types of herb, 30 types of hash, 50 types of edibles, Needless to say, it's a daunting uh, reality yeah. to navigate. So we train our people and work highly on customer service so that the experience is individualized and you can feel that uh, integrity and professionalism all the way through because we deal with every aspect of people and we don't know if today is somebody's first day or if it's their last day yeah. because we deal with the sick and dying and we hope to treat everybody with that same respect accordingly. So. In terms of the dispensary, you didn't, didn't you say that uh, you're 
one of the oldest in, in the area. Is that right? Uh, in the United States. <laughs> wow. Not just in the area. Yes, we are yes. the longest. Okay. I, I didn't want to overstate. I, no, no, it's okay. California, but it's, jeez. <laughs> All it's right. In the United States. Uh, Cal- Canada has the ones older, and of course, Amsterdam has, you know, older yeah. ones. But uh, we are the uh, elder statesmen of the United States, and we take great pride in that and fostering that. In fact, we grandfathered. As the grandfather and pioneer, we are the trendsetters that we allowed everyone to come through. So the dispensary that you visit today is yeah. influenced directly from our dispensary today that we yeah. have created. We taught everybody what to do, how to do what we do, because we felt it was better to have strength in numbers. We could have monetized it, but it wouldn't have had the impact nor the longevity that it has had to change the laws in so many states. So now we're more of an afterthought. We have set the actions in motions. We've played Sisyphus long enough, and now we've gotten that rock and that boulder over the hill, and now it's up to you, the listeners, to jump on and be the moss that gathers on that stone as it goes downhill now. I appreciate it. Man, well, Etienne Fontaine, you're the uh, prin- your principal with Berkeley Patients Group, and the New Leaf, which is uh, it's a dispensary, in, in, uh, you have yeah. two of them in Nevada? Yes, in Incline Village on Lake Tahoe and uh, Las Vegas with a second Las Vegas location coming, as well as we have a production facility and a growth facility of which we uh, grow and provide cannabis uh, in Nevada as well. Congratulations on that. Very, very exciting. Thank you for all your advocacy work that you've done. Uh, you're you're a, uh, a veteran of two wars and, uh, you know, one uh, being uh, wearing the uniform of the United States military, United States Army, and now, uh, again, uh, advocating and, and championing for patients' rights. Thank you so much for all your work and, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. We really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur or business professional who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And while you're at it, take our free quiz and learn your authority score. That's available for you right now at upmyinfluence.com slash quiz. And please do us a favor. If you liked the guest that was just interviewed, would you share this episode on social media? Also, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. See, we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe, binge listen to our previous episodes, and we'll send you the next episode three times a week automatically, five to 15 minutes, exactly what you need to inspire yourself just a little bit more, learn from others, and grow. With that, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Revolution.